We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Years. Andy Lou, we are six days away from training camp starting. We are six days away from training camp starting. We're that very, is correct. We're very close. Very that is, that close. Is correct. I need it now more than ever, Samuel. I need it now more than ever. I need the Golden State Warriors, defending champion Golden State Warriors now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple housekeeping notes before we move on. We're going to watch the Portland Warriors Game 4 from 2016 on Wednesday on playback. Mm. The infamous Steph Curry, I'm here, I'm back game. Mm. Uh, let's Everyone make sure to show up for that one Wednesday night. We're going to watch that. Um, to all of you who are still live in our survivor pool, a big, uh, <laughs> a big F you from me because I went out week one. I, I went out week two. So. Silly, silly me thinking that Russell Wilson was good at all. Yeah, he's really bad at football, which is good for the Niners coming up here in game three. I, I had the Bengals because silly me thinking that Cooper Rush was going to be uh, bad at football. But turns out that Joe Burrow is actually worse at football. The Bengals are a bad football team. Sam, the NFL has a lot of bad football teams. I think there's maybe two great football teams in the NFL right now. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the people that are still alive. In, in the NFL has been a mess, but it's in a gr- it's been a great mess. Uh, so. I know. I thought I thought the first couple of weeks were gimme games, and no, Mm-mm. no, no such thing as a gimme in the NFL. I guess we should hit a little on tonight's today's football before we get to our Warriors topics. Um, I just want to throw this out there. I feel really bad for Trey Lance. Just sucks. It, it's I uh, you know it's now been reported he's getting ankle surgery. We're recording this at five. 45 on Sunday. So if news comes out that differs, we apologize. Um, but I just feel really bad for him because it's like it really does feel a little like a Wiseman situation now where it's like he just doesn't get to see the field, you know, and at a certain point you're like, I don't know what you're supposed to do about him improving. Yep. That is exactly what it feels like. We are we are a Golden State Warriors podcast, and it feels exactly like a Golden State Warriors situation for him where we think this kid is, is he's young, early 20s. We think he's full of potential. We think he can be great in the league one day, and he just cannot play. Wiseman cannot, could not stay on the court. Looks like he's healthy now, so good for him. We're excited to see him. But Trey Lance today, man, just a complete, a complete, it, it just felt like a shit show. Honestly, Sam, it felt like we saw this coming 
the way that Trey Lance was used last season when he played, the way that I was surprised that Trey was used this season in game one. And then today I literally tweeted out after he went up the middle two times, I'm like, dude, there's no way he's making it through six games. Little did I know he couldn't make it through six quarters. You can argue whether this thing was fluky or not because it kind of just happened as he's running up. It's not like it just happened uh, when he fell down or something like that, right? Somebody actually had to bend his ankle backwards. But you're right. It's just, it really sucks um, as a Niners fan because when was the last time we saw a really young quarterback like this, um, an athletic young quarterback like this, right? Like probably since Kaepernick and we're not going to see him until next year. It's awful. Um, yeah. One thing that I don't think most people realize, even though this is year two, he's still the youngest starter in the NFL. That's insane. Um, that's insane. He, I mean, it wasn't a heavy quarterback draft, but he's like, he's two to three years younger than, or than guys who are drafted the same year as him. I mean, Matt Jones is like 35. Joe Burrow, who was drafted the year before him is a almost a full four years older. Yeah, him, he was like 25 for, when he was drafted. Something he's like he's that. 25 right now. He'll be 26 yeah. by the end of the season. Trey's 22. So like that's going on. Um, but I don't, um, do we really mm. want to talk about it? Cause I don't, yes, I, we do. I, I don't feel, I, I know I'm going to get attacked for this, but I don't disagree with the play call. That's just where I'm at with it. Like I have a very hard time with everyone being like, he's the next Josh Allen or he's like Cam Newton. But then he gets mm-hmm. used like those guys, mm-hmm. and you get mad that he gets hurt getting used like those guys. Not you, that like the general vague you, you know, like they. Right? Sure. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at with it, where I'm just like, I don't really know what you can do because he's not a pocket quarterback. A big part of his appeal is the power run ability arguably better than other things he does. So it's like, I, I don't know, like maybe don't run a QB draw two plays in a row or, or, you know, two out of three plays maybe, but it's also like, that's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a big part of his game is my thing. Well, that, that play funny enough was a run pass option too, right? Like it wasn't a called QB draw, although earlier in the game that there was yeah. a called QB draw there, but that play was a run pass option. And Trey kind of took it upon himself to run right up the middle. The thing about Trey, he's talked about not being bigger or faster than NFL guys. And you just see him do it repeatedly. That first game in Arizona, he went head to head at the goal line with uh, what's you his ta- name? You talking about last Simmons. year? Yeah, yeah, last year, last year, right? Remember that when he just went head to head and I, I thought he was concussed. I thought today he was concussed, which like as messed up as it sounds, probably is better than a broken ankle, right? Because concussion may be out a week or so. But my my frustration though, Sam, because I was frustrated coming out of this game is that if you're going to call all these plays for him and not even let him pass, because really they didn't even let him pass more than two times going into that play, then why is he even playing? Just start Jimmy. I mean, just 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 start Jimmy and just call it. That's my thing. Isn't that like a script thing? Like they always start the game with like this elaborate run scheme to open. Like even against the Bears last week, they started with these, um, you know, Debo in motion. It it looks really fuck. It looks cool when it works for sure. Like and then and then he opens up with the play action off of it. Like I don't know, man. I just. I, I I feel like the goal of Trey Lance is to not have him play. Cam Newton's career is over. Um, and it's not like he's not going to get to play until he's older in the NFL. I think the same thing is going to go for Trey if they're going to play him this way. My thing with Trey was when he was drafted, it's not to have him run around. It's to have him be like the Russell Wilson type of player, right? It's to be the guy that can scramble, but he's also not going to blow the top. He's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not going to blow the top off and run well, for 30 I, yards. I feel like his... his uh 
his best case comp is always going to be Josh Allen, who is like kind of Tebow-ish early on where you're like, <laughs> yeah, yes, I mean, yes, with, with, yes. with an arm. No, he was bad. He was bad, but yeah. But it was just like, it was just like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to try to truck people and run through right. them. And like, to be and fair. And by the way, Josh Allen's six, six, he's way bigger yeah. than Trey. So or he's like two, he's like another 10 pounds anyway. Absurd. but he, uh, And then he developed into a guy who could pass out of it. So it's like, I, my whole thing with Trey is like, it just sucks. We don't get to see him play six weeks in a row, eight weeks in a row. It's like, um, we do this with Wiseman, which is why I hate making that comp, but it's also kind of like you're going off of these glimpses when really you just need to see them play a full season in a row and make a determine, you know, because it's like, you know, we're now microanalyzing. It's like, why did he call that play there? It's like he called that play because the next play was going to run a play action off it, but he didn't even get to the next play type of thing. Yeah. I, I just, I just think there needs to be, there has to be something where we, this is not the first time we've seen Trey get hurt. We've now seen Trey get hurt multiple times and he's only played five NFL games. I actually think four NFL games. So I just think there needs to be more of an expectation that dudes just, he just shouldn't be running. Right. So those plays just shouldn't be called. I think that's the frustrating part where you draft a guy with a cannon arm. I actually think that's the point of drafting Trey. The point of drafting Trey is that you can roll him out, make him mobile, and he could throw the ball 50 yards down the uh, field, or he can escape pressure, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's the point of Trey Lance is those two things. The point of Trey Lance is not getting him and running up the middle uh, every play, because if that's the case, I prefer them start Jimmy. And if you cut Jimmy, I prefer them start Brock Purdy. Because if you're not going to get a guy that you actually want to throw the football, then just don't throw the football then. <laughs> like, just don't don't play him. Because he's obviously not ready. At least Kyle is telling us, Sam, that Trey is not ready. So he's well, running him up the middle. So why? why? What's the point? Because and, and my, my final... My, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. No, I, th- I just think the final frustrating piece for me, because obviously the Niners are going to win 10 games this season. <laughs> They're going to be good. They'll be fine. But they might win that FC, dude. <laughs> I know. Actually, let's get to that after this because I, I. But I think my 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 biggest frustration is you lose a year of right. Trey Lance playing. That's the biggest thing for me because the Niners are really freaking good. That defense, I think, it might be the best in the NFL. But you lose a year of Trey, and you lose a year of Trey maybe becoming Josh Allen or uh, Cam Newton or even someone that's not even as good, like maybe even a Kyler, right? Who was awesome today. You lose a year of a guy that maybe can get there. When we sit here and you and I know that Jimmy's not going to win him a Super Bowl. We know that. So you lose a year of development. Joe Flacco on a Super Bowl. That's true. (laughs) I mean, I was... Trent Dilfer did too. Yeah, it's... I I, I don't know. I hear... I mean, my overall uh, frustration is 100% in line with you. Um, My only thing is... I, I just don't know what you do because so much of what makes Trey attractive is that he can run the ball. And, like, so much of why guys like Josh Allen are valuable is because the threat of their run. So you're trying to establish the run to open up those passes. Yeah. And I don't know, it just sucks. I, I don't have much else to say about it. It just sucks. Everyone can work through their emotions the way they want to. I think what's what sucks, what, what's weirdest about this is like they have such a stacked team and the NFC uh, is so the Rams don't pretty look bad. The NFC the Ram, pretty bad. The Rams don't look like they're better than last year. That's for sure. Um Obviously, Tom Brady's always a you know kind of scary, yeah. but like you know, Green Bay's not better than they were last. It's just it's just a weak conference, so yeah, they, they could yeah. easily do what they did last year, which is like, yeah, we're just gonna give it to Debo in the backfield forty times a game and see. Well, what the happens. Niners are better than they were last year. You can argue, you can argue. Yeah. I think I think objectively, you can argue that because Jimmy's the same guy, and 
Bosa's I mean, you, better. Bosa should be. I mean, to to defense is better. Yeah. There's no reason that they shouldn't be better by the end of the season than they were at the end of last season. They started three and five last season. They look awful. This season, their defense looks like it's the best in the NFL by far. Now they play two shit teams. They're going to play another bad team in Denver coming up next week. But anyway, I, maybe we should get off the Niners. I'm with you. I think it's hilarious. Actually, it's not funny, but it is interesting that the Niners might still end up in the NFC Championship game, even though their franchise quarterback is now done for the season. So bittersweet game for the They're 49ers. the only team that can lose their quarterback of the future for the season. Bring in a guy that's been annoying. Like, just kind of like, it, it's it's not even that he's like a bad player, a good player. Like, the situation's just annoying, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. And and you can still sit here and be like, yeah, they could just, they could actually rip off a bunch and go 12-5. Easily. And, you Easily. Know, it's, it's, uh, it's bizarre. Like, I was texting with you during the game. They're winning the game. You can see that they'll be fine in terms of generating mm-hmm. wins in the mm-hmm. short term, but you're also like not happy while you're watching it. It's just a very, it's a bizarre feeling. That is, know? that is my, that, by the way, that is my mood at, uh, at all times watching the Niners. I wasn't even happy watching Trey Land. So nothing makes me happy. Everything makes me frustrated, but you know who <laughs> makes us happy. You know who does make us happy. The, the one man who never disappoints. Number 30. You see him at you see him at Canelo Glovkin? I did see him. Is he a Canelo fan? Because I know he was in the locker room after. Uh is, is I mean, Canelo he was a Steph fan? He was with Juan. Um mm. and uh Oh right, know, that makes sense. Right. That you know, sense. I'm I'm assuming okay. Juan was on Team Canelo. Just 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 a just a <laughs> hunch. That didn't didn't pop up to me. I should be um, and by the way, you know, like I don't think the Warriors are gonna miss Juan as a basketball player per se, but it's, it's going to be kind of bizarre seeing him on the Lakers sideline. Cause like he is a very likable teammate and a guy you liked having on the yep. Warriors just because local ties, you throw him out there. He was at least reliable for effort. And he did have a few games where it was like, he helped, you know, there's certain games where like Draymond or clay or somewhere like dragging and you need someone like Juan to just go in there and bring some momentum. Right. Yep. So, yeah. 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 I mean, he's a lovable guy. We'll see how he looks in uh, L.A. L.A. might actually need him to play, which might be a, a problem. But he's a uh, he's someone that I think if you you're think, the you think they're going to have Russ running split cuts while he's at the top oh of the key. Oh, my God. Russ might be coming off the bench. So hey, shout out to the Lakers, by the way. They keep making moves every couple of weeks. They're in the news every couple of weeks. And it's good for us. It's just entertaining to watch them kind of be a train wreck in real time. It's it's I love the Lakers. They're awesome. They're very they're very important to us. We We, we appreciate <laughs> what you're doing. Because every time they make a move, I have a bunch of um, like fake Zach Lowe shams on the timeline telling me how like this is going to change everything for the Lakers. I'm like, stop, dude, stop. <laughs> What's going to change everything for the Lakers is like you know, LeBron 80 deciding that they're going to play like it's 2019. You know, by the way, they also have to play all 82 games, too. That, that's the yeah, thing. That's that's Sorry. that's a bigger thing. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder is not saving you, um, although he's a good though. He's a good player, but <laughs> I don't know about that, but OK. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I feel like since we got camp starting in six days, maybe five days when this pod comes out, camp starts the 24th. Uh, obviously, they're going to Japan, can play the Wizards. Uh you know we're getting we're getting there, and the I'm kind of I'm a little. By the way, I'm a little confused why the Wizards are in Japan. Like they couldn't pick really? any other team. God, oh man, keep it moving, Sam. That was bad. <laughs> I, mean, I might have to take that off the pod. <laughs> no, you are correct. You are correct. It's been yeah. an emotional Sunday. It's okay. You're excused. <laughs> You're excused, my man. Um, oh, man. What was I gonna say? They uh, so outside of um, you know everyone getting their legs under them, I feel like the big story mm-hmm. in camp is contract extensions right like will they or won't they so for those of you who don't know most you got to kind of agree to your extension before the season starts mm-hmm. um and we know that wiggins draymond and jordan pool jordan restricted will all be free agents next year so early extension time would be now now personally i don't know how you felt but I felt like I didn't think they were going to come to early contract extensions. Mm-hmm. I just thought that there was going to be kind of a negotiation gap. Not that they wouldn't return, but they weren't going to. The Warriors are trying to get guys at the best number possible because they're so far over the cap. And all those guys are probably going to want more money. They're going to at least try to shoot their, you know, shoot their shot, get the most money they can. And then, you know, at least when it's free agency time, they can be like, hey, Bob, the Kings are willing to offer me this. What's your best offer? Then they make a decision, right? That's kind of what I thought was going to happen. But friend of the show, Tim Kawakami, threw this out there that he feels, after talking to Bob Myers, he feels a little more optimistic that they may come to an agreement with Draymond and Wiggins, uh, which was interesting to me. Uh, TK plugged in. I don't think he's just going off of gut he's 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 you know he's got, he's got some sources he's thinking a little bit there so my my question for you is mm. when you hear that what do you think and then more so does it where are you with the three players in general on an early extension happening let's start with wiggins okay that's the easy one let's start with wiggins uh the wiggins one i'm not surprised because it always felt like to me, if there's one guy out of the three, and and maybe four, if you want to throw in Clay, that's going to take a uh, Clay's a year later, but yeah, yeah, a little pay cut, quote unquote, because he's still getting paid a lot of money. But if he's a guy that says, "Hey, I know where I want to be. I know I'm going to be happy here. I know life is easier here," and and also I've led a team before. I know that that's not what I want to do anymore. And I'll I'll play for the Warriors for thirty million <laughs> instead of whatever the max is, because you want some max. That's Wiggins, right? That's Wiggins. So. To me, if one guy is going to be signed uh, in the next few days here, that's going to be the guy. And it always felt like that's that was going to be the guy. I feel like that's also the guy that the Warriors – it feels like at this point in their career, that's the guy that the Warriors can't lose. Also, I think Wiggins sees it as, some, as almost he wants to cash in now versus what happens in the season if he does get injured. God forbid, right? He, t- he tears something. Yeah. He, is, he is older. He's like if Jordan Poole gets hurt, I think he still gets a contract. I don't think that's an issue. So I I think with Wiggins, that was the guy that was always most likely to come back for me. It's it's not even that he's older. I think it's um, 
best comes his values at his best. Um, yeah. What he showed in the playoffs was something no one had ever seen from him at any year in his career. And that's being an effective winning player when your shot doesn't fall. My criticism of Wiggins over the years has always been he's good, but like if his shot isn't falling, what else does he do? Right. And in the finals, he didn't hit any shots. He didn't hit three pointers. He was, if you look at the percentages, he shot the ball poorly, but he was also maybe the second best player on the team. Why? Because he affected the game by rebounding, by finishing inside, by defending. Like he did all the things that you thought he was capable of, but he'd never done with consistency. So I think part of it is, you know, Wiggins who gets eight rebounds a game, that's a very nice player. Wiggins gets three rebounds a game. Yeah, maybe he doesn't get as much money as you think. So I think there's there's potential for him to be like, this is let's cash in now and just guarantee this instead of let people like overthink this in the offseason and everything. I'm with you. That that's the guy where it's easy. Both teams want him. The Warriors need him. They need a two-way wing, uh, another two-way wing. Uh, with GP gone, they need him consistently, and they and the and the Wiggins wants to be here. I think he's as happy as he's ever going to be. I think that one's an easy one. I don't know if it's going to be. I don't know if it's guaranteed to be signed, but it feels like if TK is reporting that, they're probably negotiating. And and he's know, he's not just to be clear, he's not reporting. He's just saying that's his hunch. Yeah. Um. I think yeah. this is interesting. Just close to reporting as it gets nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is. I think this is interesting, and I think this is worth pointing out. So, like for me look, they're all getting a ton of money. So I don't really care how much they get. Like in so much as like, I think everyone should try to get the most money they can in whatever situation they're in. And that goes in every direction possible. But like the contract number for fans only really matters in the context of it helps the team get closer or farther from a title. Like if paying Wiggins limits the Warriors so they can't win a title, then like it's bad. If paying Wiggins helps them win a title, it's good, right? Like, it's it's really that simple. And that was kind of always the criticism with Wiggins, and I think this is super interesting. When Wiggins signed his extension, the cap was about $100 million. I think it was 101 Next year, the cap will be 135 So, or one thirty four. sorry. So, the point is it's 30, you're talking about about 25%, 27% increase in general. Um. When Wiggins came to the Warriors, he was making about 30, and he was the 25th highest paid player in the NBA. His contract was in line with guys like Joel Embiid. Um, and that was the issue. You're paying him Embiid money, but you're not getting, you know, the f- Embiid for, produ- the, superstar the first, production. The first option. You're not getting sure. a first option sure. for first option money. Sure. If he was to get extended at the same salary he makes right now, like in other words, he doesn't get a raise. You're just kind of keeping him on that same money. He's now like the 40th highest paid player next year. And where does that, where does that take him? Who's that put him next to Gordon Hayward, Chris Paul, (laughs) Jalen Brown, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I could argue that in terms of winning a championship, he deserves that money more than all those guys you just named. In terms but of winning it, but a championship, at minimum, you could say it's the ball. It's like the range you should be in. Probably yes, correct. It's correct. closer to third option money, which is probably because if you think about it, Kawhi and Paul George next year will be making forty five. So if they're making forty five, in other words, that's what like first option wings make. That's what like the KDs of the world make. He might make forty eight or fifty. Um, LeBron makes about forty eight fifty. If those class of guys are getting that much, 
Wiggins around 30 all of a sudden makes sense, right? Because like you, you're not paying him Kawhi Leonard money. You're paying him a tier below it, which is exactly what, like you're paying him third option money. So, so let me ask you this. Are you saying that the Warriors got lucky again with the salary cap spike? I don't even think it's lucky. I just think it's like, <laughs> I think it's, it's just the reality of their situation yeah. where like, yeah. it's weird to say, but like that 20 high twenties to low thirties number for a player of his skill set, which is your lead defensive wing, your third, fourth option on offense, your guy who kind of plays the Sean Marion third ish option role, but is very important. That's kind of the going rate for those guys now. That's kind of what it is. And if they sign him for that, A, no one's going to call it a bad contract. B, let's just say in a future world, Kuminga exceeds him as a player and Moses Moody pops and they kind of want to trade Wiggins for something else because it, you know, they want to give the spot to Kuminga, right? Right, right sure. Um, they can also do that too. Because he'll and, no longer be the worst contract in the NBA or something yeah. like that. Like the point is, it's funny how uh, if that is, if they can get him somewhere around his current salary, it's a steal because of the way the cap is is trending. Uh, and I think to your point about the the trade, I there those two guys aren't going to be better than Wiggins in the next two seasons. Definitely uh, not so, next so that's, year. Yeah, like the following years also like optimistic <laughs> right so I, I it all works it all works out well in the Wiggins situation i think for him and the warriors all in all i think that's the point you're, you're making financially for the warriors it makes sense for wiggins it makes sense from a from a money and uh and a where he's going to play perspective worse i mean the dude like you said was the second best player uh the thing about the warriors is that they have three guys that should get paid third like this type of contract like right. they don't have a guy. They don't have like a. They have one guy who one deserves guy, that, right. like that, that, that super max tier, and he's right. getting it. Just to be clear, and then there's no guy where it's like you said, Paul George. I think he's a second tier. Like, like objectively, that's a second tier guy. Mm-hmm. I think for the Warriors, Draymond, Clay, and Wiggins are all in that third. Right. I mean, you can you can argue. I mean, you can argue Draymond defensively is in that second tier, and then Clay. But, but the Chuck, health, the health but, questions. Yeah. yeah, I think they, those guys are all kind of third ish, which is which is great for the Warriors because that's just that's just three guys. That's four guys that are all championship players. But anyway, that's Wiggins. Um, that's how we feel about him. Do you want to? I do think. Next? Yeah. So so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see if Wiggins, because Wiggins, if Wiggins was to get maxed. Um, it'd be more in that 40-ish range. It'd be more towards what Clay makes, what Anthony Davis makes, what uh, what Jimmy Butler makes, like those guys. That's like what his max is. So the real question is, like, I think if the Warriors were to extend him early, it'd be more like what we we're talking about, like that 30-ish range. And I think if he, I think if he's willing to accept that, you'd do it because it's like it's a win-win for both sides. He's comfortable with the money and you get him in a number that very much matches who he is as a player. Like he's as yep. DeRozan has a better handle than him, but like I wouldn't trade him for DeRozan. No, no, that that's, that's a great one. I think same with Gordon Hayward. Those are obviously Hayward can't stay healthy, but those are two great ones where yeah, if you put the ball in their hands offensively, you'll probably take a Hayward and a DeMar DeRozan, but you put the ball in their hands and that, that gets you to 40 wins in the regular season. The Warriors aren't trying to get to 40 wins with first off. They They're trying to get a guy who needs a ball in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, if he could create a little bit, maybe better. But what they need him to do is defensively. And DeMar, DeMar and Hayward can't do what Wiggins can do defensively. And also willing to take that role as a guy that just shoots threes, like DeMar can't shoot and, 
and Wiggins can't play the defense that I mean uh, Hayward can't play the defense that Wiggins can. So really, it's just a perfect fit. Yeah, and, and I'd argue, yeah, the, the little better those guys are in terms of shot creation, Wiggins is better on the other side. So it's kind of negligible. They're kind of the same caliber of player. They're good play. They're all really good players. They're just not like great players, right? Yeah. The Draymond one's a little more interesting to me. I'm yes. going to read you a couple numbers here. Oh boy. So when Draymond signed his extension, which was four for about a hundred, so about twenty five a year, it technically scales. He's making twenty seven, uh, or something like 26, twenty yeah twenty six next year. Um, but when he signed it, it was you know it's four for about a hundred, and the cap was one oh nine. Next year, the cap is at 134. So when he says he wants to be extended at his max, he's saying, pay me the max raise, which is 20% or something in that realm. Um, and he wants like 30, it's like 32 a year. It's basically in that same Wiggins-ish range. I don't know <laughs> if he's going to get that much, but I understand what he's asking for. It, it's can we, can we have a Draymond conversation? Because mm. here's the thing. He, he seems to be a lightning rod for players, for, for our listeners, um, because he didn't have the most even playoffs, right? Like, let's be real. That was not his best playoffs I've ever seen from him. He did close every series very well, mm-hmm. but he, he had some very down moments at various points during the playoffs. Um, and I think it's because he was hurt. He said, coming back from the back injury, uh, he wasn't 100% healthy. Uh, and that makes sense because he didn't move the way we're used to him moving. But it also, like when you're thinking about him long term, you're like, is he going to be more healthy or less? If healthy? I are like, if I were to take the devil's advocate or, or the other approach, right? Let's say you were the agent and I'm Bob Myers. I would say, mm-hmm. hey, he's hurt and he's freaking hurt and he's going to be hurt <laughs> moving forward, right? Like he's my not getting younger, would, right? Yeah. Right. Like that's what's who's to say that he's not that same injury or something worse is not going to happen next season. Like that. That's what you would think about with Draymond Green. And also, I think the other thing is, too, with him, um, who's giving him, who's going to give him money? Right. Where is the combination of he's going to get the money that he wants and he's going to land in a situation that he's going to be comfortable in? Where think, is the combination coming I from? I think that's a fair point because say what you want for Wiggins is positives or negatives. There will be teams who want to add a 2 way 20, Always. at that point, 28-year-old wing. Um, who fits around that? Like we thought it was going to be Cleveland, uh, because he makes so much sense with like uh, Garland and Mobley and and um, uh, Jared, Jared Allen, right? And and then they got Donovan Mitchell. So I don't know if they're going to actually be able to figure out the cap space to do that. But like he makes total sense on a team who has like a one-two punch and needs like that third guy to do the, the Lakers. Stuff. The Lakers have an open slot next season that they're going to. You know, they're presumably sure. they're using. I mean, for Kyrie, he, he is kind not? of he is kind of a better fit than Kyrie, even right. if they they they'll obviously go for Kyrie because they just buy shiny objects. They're quintessential LA. Just yeah. you know, spend eight you know spend eight times the cost on brand name and just have this like you know like fancy purse they're walking around with, even though it makes no sense because yeah. they're going to like a dive bar, <laughs> you know. But you know that's that's the Lakers. That's what they're. That's that's what Hollywood's into. You, I mean, you you and I both. I was waiting for you to finish that analogy. And it was perfect, <laughs> and it was fucking perfect. My God, I mean, that is the, the Lakers. That is the Lakers. Yeah, but I mean, you could argue that Wiggins makes more sense with LeBron and AD. It's like th- those two dudes are going to get sixty points. You need the guy who's going to right. bust his ass defensively and guard the wing. Not not the guy who's like, right. I know you guys can score, but I want to dribble in circles. You know, right? I, I I'm with you. I, I think that's a, a 
a spot. But the, the big point is that there are a ton of teams out there who can either create cap space or will have cap space. Dallas Mavericks. Gonna... Dallas Mavericks. Like, oh, another perfect fit. I mean, yeah. just another like Dorian Finney-Smith type guy where it's just, just better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just stand in the corner, shoot, which is I mean, kind of what he does now. Stand in the corner, shoot threes, rebound, and then de- and just play defense because Luka isn't. Right? Just cla- Occasionally fit. dunk on a dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, door dunk on Luka. I, that's a guy. <laughs> that's a guy. So that's the market I think you're saying, and I agree that Draymond isn't going to have. Or... Draymond just isn't going to like. Yeah, because like the only teams that make sense for Draymond are teams that need um like Boston could use Draymond, to be honest. Even though I mean they could, yes, they could. They, they could, could use do you, you see the way those guys dribbled the ball? Draymond Draymond could use his left hand a little more than that. Although I don't know how Draymond much would tra- tra- traffic cop the hell. I mean, out I don't know how I, much I don't know how much Tatum wants to run split cuts all day, but Jalen Brown might quit. Actually, now that I think, <laughs> now that I think about it, he might he might lose his mind. Um, but okay, that is maybe, a team. Maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe not the best fit. But like, that's the point. Like, you need a team with like scores, but also they need a facilitator, right? I mean, that, I mean, the Cavs, another one, maybe because, but maybe not. Actually, either either way, I, I just think when you're a team that's also looking to pay him, and part of what you want to do when you're a, a team that wants to pay guys money is you know they're going to be there. You know consistently mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins is going to play 75 games. And I think the Warriors can survive Draymond playing 50 games next season, I think. But other teams, up-and-coming teams that look at Draymond to be that veteran leader, and he plays 45, 50 games, and then you got to deal with his um, uh, personality, <laughs> right? Like, I don't – are they are they giving him 30-plus? Right? I just I just don't see – I just think if I'm Bob Myers, I'm just saying to Draymond, we'll sign you right now to a contract that makes sense. Do you think that's the most likely option that they're just both guys know Draymond's too smart. He knows that he's not well, going to get the money. Do you he think wants. do you think Rich Paul wants him to get free agency? Let's be honest about this. Ooh. If you are Draymond's agent, Ooh. do you you only want your guy to get to free agency because you know you have a ton of options. Sure. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's it's Rich, there's Rich not Paul, a lot Rich, of t- Rich Paul's a smart guy. I think. Yeah. There's just not a lot of teams out there that have the ability to, or I, the better way to put it is teams who make sense to go after Draymond. There's just not a lot of them out there. Like Denver makes sense. They don't have much money left. I mean, I think for Atlanta maybe, but I don't know. That's also messy. Um, It's just one of those things where I think, I think he's going to – he's talking big because he knows he doesn't have the yes. greatest options, yes. right? Yes. Like, there's always Portland. Yes. Portland's the one. But – Oh, God. I, I think that's the point right there. I think Draymond knew this. He knows this is going to happen. He doesn't actually think he's going to get a max next offseason. So, I think he's going to make a ruckus. You and I have brought this up every podcast. Steph Kerr, he's got Steph in his pocket. Steph's going to go to Bob and Joe and be like, hey, Steph's getting him an extra five. Exactly. Exactly. Like Steph's going to say, you either sign the guy or I don't know what he's going to do, but like you, you sign that guy. You make sure I get my guy, which is again, fair. Steph has played with him and they've won four championships together. Steph, Steph needs him. Draymond needs Steph, both of those guys, right? In order to win more championships. So I think, I think at the end of the day that those guys make sure a contract gets done. Um, because is then the same thing kind of happened last time? Didn't we kind of think that Draymond would get more money than he did? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Chris Haynes reports that he signed for four years, hundred million. And we're kind of sitting here like, well, maybe he should have got, but it's it's how much that Draymond is what he gets. It's kind of what he gets because of 
the way that he plays in other team situations and and the contract, he's just not going to get the max that he ever wants. It's just him making a big stink about it. And then let me let me ask you this. Um, who has a bigger con who gets a bigger contract? And it doesn't even have to be the Warriors, Wiggins or Draymond. Wiggins. Yeah, I was gonna say the same. Yeah, I think I think just market power is what it is. I think you could argue Draymond uniquely matters more and does a few more things, but but every team could use Wiggins. Every team could use a wing with that skill set. Draymond is just like such a peculiar fit. Well, you talk Um, you talk about market powers like Andrew Wiggins is going to get paid more versus twenty nine other teams. Draymond gets paid was worth more on this one team, but. Your contract in the market is based on the 29 of the team. It's not based on one team. So when Bob Myers sits across from you, he's going to say, well, we're going to pay you what the market is, what, whatever other people are willing to pay you, right? We're not going to pay you what you're worth to us specifically. I mean, no, no, no salesperson is ever going to do that, right? No agent is ever going to do that. So you, you get better. Everyone can tell Andy and I've had way too many <laughs> years of sales experience. Um, so let's, let's do a little Jordan pool here. Um, to me, like, I'm going to save this stuff, but like, to me, I always felt like he, it's almost impossible to do an early extension with him because he can probably find a team who's willing to throw a max at him to be their Donovan Mitchell, be their lead guard. Easily. And I just don't think it makes sense for the Warriors to give that to him early. Like they're worse if they want, since he's restricted, let's just, let's, let's say, let's say a team like, um, the Utah Jazz are like, we need Jordan Poole. He's going to lead our next, you know, our next iteration. And we're going to, we have all this cap space because we traded everyone. We're going to over, we're going to give him a full max. Then the Warriors can always match it. Right. But there's no reason for the Warriors to like overpay that. So I think he's just kind of going to, it's hard to see him signing an early extension is all is where I'm at. The only fear with Jordan Poole is that he gets injured. And to me, it's like, even if he gets it, like. Do you think uh, he's not going to get the same offer that, do you think he's not going to get Anthony Simons money if he's injured? Anthony Simons money, definitely. He's going to get it regardless. I think he gets it regardless. A hundred mil. I think he gets that regardless, but Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson. I think he gets that money. The the gamble for him is that, and again, it depends on what kind of injury, obviously like just standard ACL, right? It depends on when he gets it. But like you look at Colin Sexton, I mean, Colin Sexton got a fair amount of money, not as much as he probably should have gotten if he had stayed healthy. He thought he was, he definitely thought he was getting a bigger deal. Otherwise he would have signed earlier than remember. And I don't really like Colin Sexton, but he's a good basketball player. He's, in that pool mode where he's a score first guard that is young and maybe could lead a team somewhere. Um, so I think that's worst case scenario for Jordan Poole, right? Is, is that Colin Sexton situation. So you hit that versus the, the restricted max that he can make. I mean, that's a fair bit of money. That's a fair bit of money difference there that Jordan Poole could lose. But I think if you're Jordan Poole, why would I sign a four 100 right now, whatever. And the Warriors aren't going to offer, I think anything more than that right now. Right. You think the Warriors are going to, I just, I just don't think that's going to happen. No, I think he's got the widest range. And because the Warriors cap situation, I think the since he's restricted, they can always just match it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they always can. Um, like I or said, trade him. If the Utah Jazz come out next year and they're like, Jordan, four years, 150. The Warriors still have three days to be like, we're going to match that or something else. You know, so they're not. Because of that, I think his will take the longest. And I just don't expect it to be. I don't expect an early extension. 
I don't expect I, and it doesn't really make sense for Jordan Poole specifically. It I does, still don't, it just it doesn't. I still don't know if I think any of them will get done early, but I am starting to feel like Wiggins. There's, I, f- I feel a little optimistic on it. I think, I think, uh, if they do get done, it'll be close to that like training camp, uh, the end of training camp. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's time. I, I, I actually think I thought that those two guys would get done. I thought Draymond and, and Wiggins would get done. I think Draymond's is going to get done similar to the first time his got done. Um, just mm-hmm. kind of less money than we thought, kind of out of nowhere, but it just makes sense for both sides. Same thing for Wiggins, but I think you and I, we both know that Jordan Poole, this one's going until restricted free agency. This one's going until the Magic give him 140 or whatever it is. And yeah, and then the Warriors sit there and just like, fuck, do we, do we, do we, do we trade the guy or do we, Joe Lake was like, dude, how many more, how many more uh, Swedish House Mafia concerts do we got to throw at Chase Center to, uh, to, to Bad Bunny gonna come time. back around. Tell him oh, not to go man. to the Coliseum. Come here. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. All right, man. We'll be back Wednesday. Make sure to join us for the rewatch, and then after camp starts, it's gonna get real fun. Mm-hmm.